0: the battleship pretension i'm tyler smith i'm david Bax. how are you tyler and thank you for listening oh. david <laughs> good lord <laughs> i yeah well i i was fine until just now hey
1: it's been four months for me too since we've done the proper opening you know
0: yeah i guess so um to answer your question uh and I imagine many listeners' questions. Uh, I'm doing a, you know, a little rough. Uh, we're we're recording this in my hospital room. Uh, I've been in the hospital for four months. I am uh, unable to uh, unable to move my arms and legs. I am hooked up to a ventilator, and uh, I and that's why I sound like this because. I have a specific valve on that that allows me to talk. Unfortunately, I can't talk very quickly and I can only talk on the inhale. So, for those of you uh that were wondering how I'm doing, uh that's how I'm doing and that is uh whatever you imagine my mood would be. My what whatever you imagine my mood would be, uh, that that should tell you. But uh, I, I I spend a lot of time with friends P- People come to visit me I, I've, I've made a couple new listeners Out of staff members um, And yeah, so th- This is kind of a scary time And a very sad one I haven't seen my boys in a while Four months exactly Oh, no, not, not exactly. Four months and three days. Uh, but Jen comes and David comes and various friends that show. And I am making progress here and there. Uh, I, I did uh, wake up from the coma that I was in. And uh, I eventually got off dialysis. And though I uh, cannot... Though I can't move my arms and legs uh, I still have full sensation I, I I can feel everything, which is a good sign uh, so there's there's you know a chance that I will get better um and get off the respirator and all uh, the ventilator and all that but uh but yeah so I'm sorry uh if this is super f- super fucking depressing uh to hear. Uh, it certainly is to say but uh, but i 've been practicing uh swallowing i 've been drinking uh lots of apple juice, most of it administered by David and uh yeah, so and I also just wanted to say that you know Jen and I well Jen i didn 't do anything I was in a coma she she set up a goFundMe and a lot of people have contributed to it including a lot of listeners and boy it means the world to me that you did that so I really appreciate it and I don't know if I'm going to be able to to, to record again before I get better but maybe I don't know it depends on, on your feedback for this episode like i have I have to listen to my voice like this, and uh I'm not I'm not thrilled with it and I uh totally understand why you might not be so uh yeah that that's a little update on uh on me David, what are we doing today?
1: Um well, first off, I want to say that you can find the GoFundMe. There's a link to it at BattleshipRetention.com. the post. The picture of Tyler and the goFundMe is um uh pinned to the top of the homepage. um and uh what else was I gonna, was going gonna say about what you said uh I love that you're still recruiting new listeners here <laughs> that's you've probably recruited new listeners more new listeners over the past four months than I
0: have well the the uh the way that I hook them is i s is they say because this valve thing is relatively new up until then. The wait, the wait staff. <laughs> They're called uh, flight attendants now. Exactly, yeah. Uh, the nursing staff, um, they just had to read my lips, which was uh, frustrating for all involved. And then when they heard my voice, they said, oh, it's so good to hear your voice. And I, and I said, because I'm an asshole, I said, oh, this isn't my voice. If you would like to hear my voice, there's a podcast that's been going for 15 years. And uh, so a couple of them have listened to it. And uh, yeah, we'll, and they will seem to like it, although one of them, my physical therapist, uh, started with episode one. And you know what? I don't really stand by my voice in that one either. And, or what I have to say.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, so as far as what we're doing here, I feel like there was something else. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that I can't imagine any of our listeners would register any complaints (laughs) about this episode. I don't think, look, these aren't Joe Rogan listeners. These are Battleship Pretension listeners. They've got class, you know. Joe Rogan's like school on a Sunday.
0: This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Uh,
1: <laughs> as far as what we're here to do is uh, we're recording this on Friday, December 23rd, two days before Christmas. Uh, also, uh, the day that Glass Onion dropped on on Netflix. Um, um, Glass Onion dropped on Netflix Uh, I I was lucky enough to see it when it was in theaters, but uh, Tyler, you weren't able to get out to the theater for some reason to see it at that time, so this is your first opportunity to see it. We just watched Glass Onion, so we're going to... This is probably going to be a very brief episode, but we're going to share some thoughts on Glass Onion. I guess uh, we should say mostly spoiler-free thoughts, since it's so new. Yeah. Um, Even though seeing it twice, I have a lot of spoilery thoughts on the movie, but... um, Listeners are at some point already heard me talk about it on the solo movie journal, so why don't we start with Tyler? What did you think of Glass Onion?
0: Uh, I really liked it. Listeners know that uh, I'm a big fan of Knives Out, and and I would say of Ryan Johnson in general. Uh, I love Brick. Um, I, I'm a big I'm a big defender of The Last Jedi. Uh, so I was anticipating this because
1: no. everybody forgets about the Brothers Bloom, and probably with good
0: reason. <laughs> yeah I specifically didn't mention it. Um, but uh, but yeah um, and not only am I a fan of Ryan Johnson, but uh, I'm a fan of Who Done And the idea after knives out of bringing this detective back for, for a whole new case was very exciting for me because I wanted to see if he could pull it off. Or if it would just feel a little too much, like the first one, uh, thematically uh, and narratively, actually, um, and I would say for the most part, uh, it it does. He he definitely seems to view the Who Done It as uh, an opportunity to uh, s- sort of bash the rich, um, which makes sense given that you know the, the classical Who Done tend to. Uh, Tend to evolve rich people. But, uh, but yeah, so.
1: RN to 42, RN <laughs> to 42. Okay. About them. Yeah, everyone,
0: you're going to hear that from time to time. Uh, that's the, uh, the intercom system. But, uh, but anyway, so, similar to, uh, similar to Knives Out, I think the political commentary which I think isn't quite so overt, uh, is still pretty... is still kind of clunky. Um, but nonetheless, I enjoyed it. I, I do think it was maybe a little too long. Um, I especially think the uh, the uh, cl- climax was a little drawn out. Um, maybe a little too much.
1: You didn't want to see a little bit more glass get shattered? <laughs>
0: Look, if I want to see Shattered Glass, (laughs) I would see the Billy Ray movie.
1: Just go to your... Get on your laptop and go to (laughs) jukedmychronics.com. Yeah. I should say we're going to... I hinted at there being Shattered Glass in the finale, but we are going to remain spoiler-free, unless you're like one of those real sensitive babies.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, And I will say that I I rewatched Knives Out a few months ago, and... Loved it. Maybe even more. This film, I don't really see myself returning to. Uh, I might, for reasons that you've talked about, which is once the twists are revealed, it can be fun to go back and watch it again uh, and see, you know, that the seeds, the seeds being plant, uh, planted. So I might do it for that reason. But for the most part, I I thought. The characters are enjoyable, but so- somehow just not uh not that engaging um and the the mystery the mystery at the at the at the center of it all is uh i thought not super interesting, but I was interested in watching just because I was enjoying the performances, and I just enjoy ryan johnson's. Uh, writing and directing the style. So, for the most part, I would say uh, I would say I recommend it.
1: Yeah, um, I would agree that the like mystery itself is not... Uh, uh, it's it's kind of underwhelming once you like stand back and look at it, but there's still something to the way that he tells the story and the way that it, like... You know, in the first one, the... Murder seems to get solved almost immediately, and then the movie becomes a different thing, and then we go back to trying to solve the murder again. Uh, In this movie, the kind of the fun of watching it is that it takes so long to tease out what the actual crime at the center is. You know, it's it's pretty far into the movie before we know what murder is being is even being solved, and so I I do like uh, uh, that kind of fun. I think. I don't know, I, I think that this one in its own way might be just as rewatchable as Knives Out in terms of, um, I think it might be funnier pound for pound, this one, a lot of that um, coming from Kate Hudson. I think this is, uh, I've never been a huge Kate Hudson person, but I think she's great here, and, and I laughed a lot at, at, at her lines. You had you had a look there, you didn't agree?
0: No, I, I just I remember that you don't really like her that much. and And I agree, I actually... I mean I know that she's been acting consistently but I haven't seen her in a while and uh it was nice to see her again and I think uh yeah I I think she did a really good job.
1: Yeah and Dave Bautista continues to be uh, a solid presence in everything he's in. Uh yeah I think I mentioned on the movie journal some of my similar uh problems with the 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 clunkiness or the maybe Self-satisfaction of of the uh, barbs uh, at at the one percent. I do think that both movies are very specifically na- set n- now. You know, in the time they were made, in a way that is a, a little bit annoying now. But I also wonder if these movies will be fac- more fascinating documents in thirty years when you've got like in the first movie, you've got the kid who's like the alt right internet kid, here you've got the man's rights uh, Dave pain playing like a men's rights type guy, like you've got these very specific things that I, I I think will probably be very interesting to to watch from the future when they're hopefully, you know, <laughs> uh, relics
0: of the past. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, and I will say um, from a, 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 a whodunit perspective that the nature of these characters, where each one is is just. Low battery for thirty-eight. Low battery 38 mm. battery. Um, every character is so distinct from one another in their profession, in their look and all that. That uh, that that's more in keeping with with the Who Done It, where each character is just so separate from the others whereas Knives Out they're all part of the same family and they all kind of dress the same and and look the same and that didn't necessarily bother me because that that cast was so wonderful but you know it's nice like with uh, Death on the Nile having come out earlier this year I think it's it'd be interesting to to watch that and then this, and just see like a conventional ode done it, and then a movie that is really trying to embrace all the uh, all the conventions, but still turn them on their head. And that's something that I appreciate, Ryan Ryan Johnson, for doing. Um, a lot of people criticize him. Uh, especially for *Last Jedi*, where they—or more specifically—they criticize people like me who say that, "Oh, he's subverting the genre, or whatever." And they say, "Well, that's not good in of itself." Uh, and I agree, it's not. But it can be refreshing, and and I like that he's taking these these uh, well-established genres and turning them on their heads. Not because he doesn't like them, but because he, he clearly loves them, uh, and I'll, I'll throw brick in there as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, so if if he makes another Benoit Blanc film, uh, I'm definitely there for it. Uh, I, I thought this film was weak, was weaker than the first one, but I, but I still recommend it, and I i'm still very glad i saw it um well i think contractually with netflix there will be
1: at least one more benoit blanc film you mentioned the cast and what do you think like it's such a stacked cast and i'm not even gonna like reveal the many many cameos that you see throughout the movie um but uh you've got over the top you know you've got all these big names um, and it's great to see, like, I mean, Jessica Henwick was in Matrix Resurrection last year, so she has some, like, uh, a, a big movie, like, movie with big stars under her belt. But Madison Klein, who plays Whiskey, um, that's a daunting challenge to, to to be thrown in with all of these uh, enormous names. And I thought she was great. And again, like you said, Whiskey is uh, very much her own character. Um, you know, I think she kind of starts as... You, you know, she uh, refers to herself as being treated like arm candy, and the movie does kind of start with that. But I think as you as you go on, especially seeing it a second time now, um, uh, she she is her own character. It's a good performance from Madison Klein and, and Jessica Henwick too.
0: Yeah, I'll, these movies are a lot about reassessment. Uh, reassessment. Um, we we think we know the situation, and then he'll turn the clock back and we have to reassess everything we've seen uh and that includes our 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 first and sometimes even second impressions of the characters and yeah i think she's a great example of that i i frankly even though i said the movie is too long i'd like to see more of her um and more of who she actually is and and her brand that she talks about so yeah uh Yeah, she does a great job, and it's tough because, you know, she has to walk around in a bikini for a a while. And that's, I always feel bad for actors that are required to do that because it it just welcomes the audience to not pay attention to their performance. But I think she manages to be interesting uh, nonetheless. So, but yeah, the, the, the whole cast is really good, both the, uh, the the heavy hitters and the the slightly lesser known people.
1: Yeah, she's uh, Madison Klein's in a, in, a, in a bikini, don't forget Kate Hudson's in a bikini, but let's not also forget Dave Bautista's Speedo or Daniel Craig looking like a snack in his uh, old-timey matching top and bottom swimsuit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like how much they commit to the idea of Daniel Craig's uh, detective just stepping out of you know, the 1920s or 40s. I don't know why I didn't say the 30s, but anyway. uh, Yeah, I like how much they just make the character that. And uh, it reminds me in some ways of uh, The Long Goodbye, where Philip Marlowe is straight out of the 40s, but he's in, in, you know, 1970s Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um uh I'm trying to think if I have any other thoughts on Glass Onion. I mean, it's not uh unlike the uh, uh, despite what the name suggests, it's not a movie that has that many layers. Uh did you have any other uh closing thoughts on on Glass Onion? Uh yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, um what you just said that there's not that many layers. Um that's something that I I agree with. I agree with you about and for a while, it bothered me until, staying spoiler free, they reveal that the lack of layers is actually a big part of the story. And I think that's actually really interesting. Uh, things are not as complicated as, as you might assume. Um, so yeah, especially when dealing w- with human nature. So, so yeah, I, I like that a lot. And and for a good long while, I didn't. But the, the movie got me on board.
1: Yeah, the thing about the it not being as complex as it seems, especially since... Uh, I, I don't know how much is a spoiler, because I don't know what is in the trailer, but uh, Edward Norton's character is like a tech mogul yeah. type. And I think there is um, something... I know, Tyler, you haven't been keeping up on the news... Uh, Here, But um, it's very timely that this movie happens to have come out at the moment of Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. And a lot of people questioning whether or not he really knows what he's doing or has earned his reputation. Um, And, you know, advertisers fleeing and and people uh, giving up their accounts and stuff like that. It, It does seem weirdly serendipitous. Uh, Hopefully I use that word correctly, not unlike Edward Norton's character who misuses words all the time. But I think there's something serendipitous in in, uh, a a movie about a uh, tech mogul who's not nearly as as smart as his reputation would suggest coming out now. But uh, like I said, I know you aren't following the news, and you haven't checked your Twitter lately. I said I had no more to say, but I did want to also mention uh, there was a lot of press about how much Netflix spent on this movie. And I I saw it with our friends uh, 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 Scott and uh, his better half, Julie. Uh, And and Julie was talking about this after after the movie that you can... uh, uh, There's maybe some meta stuff in here about... (laughs) ryan johnson being able to burn netflix's money <laughs> and, and 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 blow things up because the movie uh clearly cost a lot of money in terms of of sets and and practical effects uh and also uh music cues like there are so many songs in this movie that were probably not cheap to license um i love that we get both star and star man by david bowie at two different different uh points there's a uh, uh, a great use of Nat King Cole's Mona Lisa in in the movie. Did you have any uh, songs that stuck out to you?
0: Oh, uh, j- just the Bowie songs that you mentioned, and uh, and and yeah, uh, Mona Lisa as well. But yeah, I, it reminds me of uh, when Conan O'Brien was going to be leaving NBC, and he had a gimmick the last week where he had these really expensive bits. The NBC had to pay for, like uh, here's a, like here's a, a a giant, a skeleton of a giant sloth, uh, shooting beluga caviar, all over. I think it was the Mona Lisa, or or some amazing painting. Yeah. And he says this costs NBC twenty six million dollars, and of course it's all fake, but it's still. Still a funny idea, and uh yeah, I do think Ryan Johnson is secretly very amused at how much money he's been allowed to to spend on his own projects yeah yeah uh all right well um yes so that's that's the
1: the next thing here we have the, most of these date from before you uh even went to the hospital. But we have some things from listeners that I've been waiting to open until we could do it in person together. And I was already waiting. Like, some of these came in July, and you and I... I think the last time you and I recorded in the same room was, like, the end of July. And since I moved, I don't go to the post office as, as much as I did. So I've got some stuff, but I was like, I'm going to save this until I can open it. So here's some things from, from listeners. I kind of want to start, I think, with... Um, our friend Peter who has always sent us postcards has continued to do so throughout all of this. Oh my. Um and so I should probably get these in in order. Um uh let's see. This is the most recent one. These are April and I cannot tell when these are from. Uh, I'm going to go with the, this one has four, so let me let me read through it as quickly as possible uh, so as not to bore too many people. Uh, David and Tyler, question about editing choices. I was watching Braveheart with my dad, who's not a cinephile, my fifth or sixth time, his first time. During a battle scene, a guy gets an axe to the head, and one of the squib spatters, spatters flake fake blood all over the place, including directly onto the camera lens. It's momentary, but also a bit startling since that kind of thing, in 1995 anyway, was rather uncommon. My father thought this must have been a mistake on the part of the director and editor. Surely they would have done another take or at least cut the film a half second earlier to avoid the splatter effect reassuring must have been a deliberate choice by the filmmakers evidenced by his existence in so many movies since then what do you guys think of the whole fight scene blood splatter on the camera phenomenon i think it can sometimes have a nice jolting effect other times it feels showy and annoying uh so yeah i think i'm kind of with peter that this was cool when it was new um and it made the fight scenes in a movie like like Braveheart feel more visceral and immediate and physical. Yes, yes. Um, now it can be maybe kind of a gimmick. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Uh, yeah, very much the same thing. Um, you know, the nature of battle is that it's very random and unplanned. So if the, if something happens in the filmmaking that is random and unplanned, right? I feel like it can... Uh, I feel like... Um, Sorry. Um, well, that's a very French new
1: Wave, of, like, yeah. uh, every movie is a documentary of its own making type oh, of thinking, yes. you know? Yeah. I didn't coin that.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you should say you did. Um, but, yeah, and so when it happens in the moment, it, somehow we just, as the audience, we just know it feels right. We're, right. But if you try and replicate it, like... Um, like I think Quaron did in uh Children from Men, um and maybe I'm wrong, maybe 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 it happened happened randomly there too. I think the example you're talking about I think did happen
1: randomly because if you notice Oh yeah, they're white. They there's a there's a it's a it's a long continuous shot but at one point the smudge disappears they like wipe it when the camera goes through a shadow yeah. so they can cuz it's like it gets distracting i guess
0: yeah and you know you're right now that, it, now that i think of it maybe i'm just uh maybe i'm just confusing the general uh, self-satisfied showiness uh, of that long shot with uh <laughs> all the different element different elements in it but but yeah i, I agree that um You know, if it happens in the moment and it feels right, then sure, keep it in. But, yeah, don't try to make a moment. It's like those shows that have fake bloopers. (laughs) Or those movies that have fake bloopers where it's like, ugh. Like, even when they do it well, it's like, ugh, gross. Absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. All right, next one from from Peter. Now, I should say these are all from... Uh, this is the, these three were from McMenamin's Olympic Club in Centralia, Washington. These, uh, these postcards. And the other ones, next ones here, are from McMenamin's Old Francis School and McMenamin's Hotel, Pubs, and Breweries in Bend, Oregon. So I guess McMenamin's is maybe a chain up in the northwest or something. But it uh, looks like a nice place to hang out. Okay. Next one, Peter says, I saw the latest Fantastic Beasts movie at the theater. Peter. A uh, pretty weak plot, in my opinion, but the acting and special effects were entertaining and made me think of your movie journal comments on the 355, which didn't even have any of the above three qualities. This, in turn, makes me think about the real stinkers, the ones that make you want to walk out of the theater because they're so bad. Disorderly, incoherent plot, Bizarre acting choices, just poor storytelling and filmmaking in general. What was the last movie you walked out of and why? On a personal note, I rarely ever walk out or turn off the TV because there are almost always some redeeming qualities. An interesting camera angle, a witty piece of dialogue, etc. But not always. I also happen to see the latest Scream movie and Gunpowder Milkshake on Netflix on the same day, so this concept is really on my mind. Um, I guess he didn't like Scream 5. Um... Um, Tyler, real quick, have you yet seen the
0: trailer for Scream Six? That's already out. No, I didn't, and it's the first that I'm hearing that uh. there's a Scream Six. I liked Scream Five actually quite a bit. It's but. the same directors are back. All right, well that's our good. But
1: and the other uh, uh, hint, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on the name of the town where the Scream movies take place. I should know that. I've seen them. I've seen Scream yeah. so many times anyway um, but anyway scream six
0: takes place in New York City oh, oh that's interesting
1: so you see there's like a, a ghost face on the subway uh, in the in the trailer
0: that this is, are they trying to evoke Jason takes Manhattan
1: I assume that's where they're they're going I hope I hope they're they're poking fun at that sort of thing yeah uh, what, what is the name of that town damn it uh, well, yeah the listeners are screaming it at their zunes um what no i don't walk out of movies but um there are definitely movies i've seen uh recently that i uh would have if i did um there are only two movies ever that i have turned off before finishing them um and both movies that i now wonder if i was wrong uh joel schumacher's batman and robin and uh michael bay's transformers the only two movies that i was like i can't do this and i just turned them off if i were in the theater i would have sat through it because i paid my ticket but those are both movies that i watched that turned on at home and was like i i can't do this um but uh what do you have
0: yeah i also never walk out on movies but there are movies that i may not leave physically but mentally it's like okay i'm out um recently well it's not that recent i guess but uh that damn movie Demolition with Jake Gyllenhaal I really didn't like. And then um, so much so that I believe I ducked out to go to the bathroom and I texted you or called you and said and I asked what's our policy on walking out of screenings? And uh, I went back in and finished it and uh, yeah, it was bad. And then um, The Snowman, did you see The Snowman? No, wait, I'm trying to remember what um,
1: movie it was that you texted me that during. Do you remember? That that, that was Demolition. Oh, that was Demolition. Okay, I thought you were saying it was a different... Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? You were at a screening of uh, Les Miserables where the power went out, and you were texting me about should I stick around. I can't remember. What did you end up doing there? Uh, I believe I
0: stuck around. It was like 45 minutes until they could get everything. Everything going again, but yeah, I stuck around and watched it, and gave it a less than stellar review.
1: I I liked it. Um, we were starting to say something else. I cut you off. I can't remember. Uh, I don't
0: remember. It's fine.
1: No, oh, well, I'm still trying to find the name of the town from Scream, which is like weirdly hard to look up. Uh, um, what if I'm what if I'm overdoing it? What if I just Google town from Scream? Yeah. Yeah. I um, should let the listeners know I'm wearing Gloves uh, as, as per hospital rules right now Which kind of makes it a little bit hard to To, to look up uh, Woodsboro
0: Woodsboro, yes of course Yeah As I was thinking about it I only thought of Haddonfield which is from Halloween Yeah And Stars Hollow it was just from Gilmore Girls yeah, Which is not scream.
1: It's not even that scary I mean, it's scary how many French fries those ladies
0: can put down, right? Oh, good God. Okay. (laughs) Did you miss this? (laughs) Is it too late for me to go back into a coma? (laughs) Uh,
1: All right. Um, Last one from from Peter, and this is the most most recent one. This is also from, I don't know if he went back to McMenamin's Olympic Club in Centralia, or um, if... If this is uh, one he just had left over from that trip But he says I've been traveling a lot lately and just catching up on my podcasts I was stopped in my tracks to learn of Tyler's condition uh, I'm not a religious man And I don't pray but BP has meant a lot to me over the years And I shall keep the Smith family in my heart Until Tyler makes a full and swift recovery Well I have something to say about that second part uh, The human body and brain are fragile things indeed But also resilient May the force be with you That's cute um, Thank you Peter Right.
0: Yes, thank you, Pierre. That means a lot.
1: Um, okay, now I'm going to get to some other shit. This is. Uh, um, okay, well, I've clearly had this one for a long time and just forgot to open it okay. because I have, <laughs> I have notes on here on when Natalie and we were, like making our. Like when we were in escrow, so that's like <laughs> almost a year ago. Um, I wrote on the on the on this envelope, so this is one I clearly just like lost in a oh. in between a couple of pages somewhere. So I'm sorry about that. Um, this is from Dave
0: Ranow. Oh, I know. I, I oh. Okay. Oh. Uh, I believe I went to a barbecue joint with, with Dave in Minnesota.
1: Was it good barbecue?
0: You know what? I don't think so. At the time, I remember thinking, like, this should be better.
1: <laughs> well, I guess uh, yeah, there's a reason you never hear about Minnesota-style <laughs> barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, go on. Um, I've... As with chicken wings, I've only become a barbecue fan later in my life because, for so as a kid and into into early adulthood, I hated getting my hands messy when I was eating. Um, uh, now I'm obsessed with eating chicken wings, and I order them whenever I can, uh, much to my uh, vegetarian wife's <laughs> discontent. Um, okay, so Dave says uh, yonks ago. I was catching up. That's what he says. I was catching up on
0: episodes. Maybe that's a Minnesota thing. Well, also, um, here, give me oh, my, oh, also uh, a very odd uh, coincidence. Uh, so I, I make a lot of saliva that I cannot swallow. So, so it needs to be suctioned out of my mouth. And the thing that's used to suction it is called a yon- a yonker. So a yonker. Yeah. So a uh, fun bit of coincidence there yeah we've been um
1: hopefully i've done my job and have edited out the sounds of the yonker at work because they like divorced of context it is just a weird sound i'm probably just
0: like projecting because i it reminds me of the dentist and i absolutely yeah yeah that's it's like the the vacuum at the dentist yeah
1: yeah, and I—no um, offense to my uh, dentist, Dr. Gutanian—but I fucking hate going to the dentist, <laughs> and I've been five times this year. Oh my. Uh, yeah, I had a—I hadn't been for most of the pandemic, so I had to go to uh, get it, get like multiple like deep cleanings, and then I had a crown, which is two, uh, two appointments in and of itself. Uh, one for the fake crown, and the the, and then when they go to put the real crown on, they take a mold. Do you have a, any crowns? I forget.
0: Uh, yeah, you know what? I did, but that 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 tooth got pulled. I have uh, veneers, and uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, Yes, I do have a crown. Okay, okay so you know, I didn't realize... This is
1: the worst part of the whole crown thing. It wasn't the, like, shaving down my, my tooth because I was so numbed up. The worst part, which they didn't even really numb me up for, is when the way they take off the temporary crown, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's no finesse or grace to it they reach in with a pair of forceps and yank it the fuck out this thing that's been glued into your face for for multiple weeks that was the most painful part
0: yeah for for a brief moment they forget that you're a human being with with <laughs> with, with nerves and everything
1: um yeah um okay so youngs ago is catching up on episodes and he a brief discussion about whether or not the two dollar bill was viable as legal tender Did we? Okay. In true BP fashion, you talked around the topic without arriving at a conclusion, so I thought I'd help you out. Enclosed, you'll find a very spendable $2 bill for each of you. I recommend using them when you have the opportunity to leave a cash tip, because as you discovered, they make for interesting conversation since people see them so infrequently. As an aside, of little interest to anyone but me, though germane to the sending of this letter, you are now the second podcast. (laughs) I have sent $2 bills in the mail when my friend started his podcast, JJ Meets World. There you go, Dave. You got your friend's podcast plugged on our very popular Podcast. In a show of support and just to fuck with him, I crafted a character and ended up mailing him sixty dollars and two dollar bills before revealing myself on the podcast. Sorry, you only get four dollars, so we get two dollars each. Okay. Um, there's two very crisp. They must have gone to the huh? bank and asked for them because they're very crisp two dollar bills. Um, one for each of us. I don't know. Um, I don't know where you're keeping your billfold these days, Tyler. But uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's let's move on because I am actually on a uh i have a heart out uh and you know i didn't ask i'm sure you have places to be too Oh yeah.
0: um all right i'm gonna set can i set this down here yes
1: mm-hmm. all right that should pick you up if you have anything to say
0: david has set the microphone on, on my chest i have no choice in the matter there's nothing i can do about it i cannot uh, even move my hand which which has been sitting on this pillow for a while. Okay, Dave. What, what is this thing?
1: This is three. This is from uh, Alex, our our contributor. Oh. No note or anything, so I don't know. Wait, well, it's a DVD that says it's Craig Baldwin's Tribulation '99: Alien Anomalies Under America. Okay. Uh, so that sounds fun. And then there's a Blu-ray here of Troll. Oh, the like complete collection. It's Troll, Troll 2, and Best Worst Movie. Nice. Oh, that's fun. Uh, and
0: then this one's definitely for you. It's a pin. Oh, that It's a pin uh, for the movie Congo, which, oh, I, I guess came out on Jen's birthday. Uh, now, listeners, I don't know if you know this about uh, Congo, but it's where you are, are the endangered species
1: yeah, and the, and the pin says that. It has a close-up of a very fake-looking uh, uh, gorilla. Um, and it says, Congo, where you are the endangered species. That's awesome, Alex. Thank you so much for sending that. And then we have one last thing um, that is very large, and I'm, so I'm probably going to have to set the mic on your chest again, uh, Tyler. Um, cuz i i, I want to be careful i don't want to be like the nun from airplane yeah. and rip out your uh, yeah. <laughs> your cords yeah that's good yeah that's a good
0: thing okay here you go keep the listeners entertained yeah all right uh, i'll do my best um so let's see what's in the news today um <laughs> something about twitter uh i just found out about screen 6 and uh yeah I've been watching a lot of AMC, because there's a TV in my room and I don't have any control over the remote, so I will usually just have the nurse turn on AMC and just leave it. And so I've been watching a lot of movies, and more specifically, I've been watching a lot of movies a lot of times, because AMC will run the shit out of these movies. I've seen the last hour of The Rock uh, three times, and I've seen Spider-Man two twice, Pr- Princess Bride a couple times, Shawshank Redemption a couple of times, and uh, yeah, it just goes on. Just a lot of a lot of movies that are uh, you know good and definitely rewatchable. And I've seen the first half of The Great Outdoors. <laughs> like four times just because of the timing of it uh, I always have to like it's always like time for bed or or time for my bath at the same point every uh, at the same point in the movie and so if anyone wants to send me the last half the last half of the great outdoors uh, I'd love to see it uh have you never seen the movie in full? I have, but not not for many years.
1: Okay, so I mean it's just the it's the ultimate tease to watch the guy Out Doors and not see the uh bear get its butt blown off. Yeah, yeah. That's the famous part. Uh does AMC, in addition to running movies over and over again, do they rerun any of their classic uh television series, like your your Rubicons and your Low Winter Suns? Uh no.
0: That's I watched the finale of uh interview with the vampire, and uh, I watched the finale of The Walking Dead, even though I, I have not watched that in gosh. Decades. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe, uh, but yeah, so so yeah, I, I know how that ends, and uh,
1: Well, uh, tell us. I guess <laughs> Spoil that, it all. <laughs> no,
0: don't. Please don't. Uh, you know, some, s- some people die and some people don't. Alright, um, Caleb from New
1: Hampshire, that's all I'm going to say. Um, that's uh, that's kind of Star's Hollow Country. That's Star's Hollows of Connecticut. Um, it's all New England. It's all the same to me. Uh, you know, chowder and whatnot. um us would appear to be some movie posters. I've seen, so far I've seen Kelvin Harrison Jr.'s name. What movie do you think this is?
0: Um, Loose? Have to hold the microphone. Uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr. That could be Cyrano. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Haley Bennett, I think you Uh, called it. I think you called it. uh, And Peter Dinklage. It's a Cyrano poster. I'm not going to unfurl the entire thing right here because I need to get it back into the... (laughs) Yeah, there's no room in here. But I think there might be two posters in here. Maybe there's... uh, Not that I didn't like Cyrano, but maybe there's one that I particularly liked. Um... The card counter is the other one. Oh,
0: I know you like I mean we both.
1: Yeah, we both like both these movies. Yeah. Um Well, thank you, Caleb, for these movie posters. I'll have to find something to to do with them. Uh I guess I'll have to get them framed. Because I'm not a college kid anymore.
0: Exactly. We won't just put that sticky shit <laughs> on the back of them and stick them to our wall. Thus ruining both the wall and the poster. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, Caleb. Uh, well, with that, um, I have to go.
1: And uh, yeah, Tyler, you have things to do, people to be seen by. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, your very nice nurse was kind of to make us a sign that said "Recording in progress. Please knock." So there's been a, we have been able to close the door, which is the first time this happened that I've been here. Um, this has been fantastic to actually be able to do an episode with you. We said we're not going to get modeling, so I'm not, but this is, like, fantastic. I look forward to hopefully doing more of these. We're not making any promises as to when we can do these again in the future. Um, the, the next couple weeks are already lined up with, with guest hosts. So, uh, but hopefully we'll be able to do this again uh, uh, soon. Any, any final thoughts or words
0: for the listeners? Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, everyone. I'm probably going to get a little emotional. Um, th- there's not much in my life right now. That uh, uh that, that is recognizable. I, I haven't seen my kids in four months. I can't move. I don't work. I, I just lay here all day, and it's it's very discouraging. Uh, but getting to do this, it, it just made me feel normal again and uh, if you guys if you guys enjoyed it I'd uh, I'd love to do it again. BP is meP is a, a, a huge part of my life we, we've been doing it for over well over 15 years and I, I hope you guys enjoy listening as much as I enjoy recording. And you know there are times we've talked about it when we're not really into it. And good Lord, all I want to do is go back and just start talking about movies again. And I promise you that as as soon as I can, I will. Thank you, everybody, so much. Thank you for your support, both financially and otherwise. I, uh, I I appreciate it and Jen appreciates it and they don't know yet but Dashlan and Jasper appreciate it too. So, thank you everybody. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.